0: All right, you ready? Yeah, I, I
1: was trying to get. I was trying to do record with the microphone so it's nicer
0: audio for you. Um. Yeah, I would say I'll whatever. One more time. Whatever uh, works. Can for you me. hear
1: me? Did I? Did it?
0: No, that's perfect. Did
1: it stop? Worked.
0: <laughs> perfect. <laughs> not <I'm> coming <laughs> from here. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. Welcome all right. Cool. to episode 21 of the Wild Chat Sports Podcast. Today we are joined by Mr. Jimmy O'Brien, also known as John Boy Media. Um, So welcome to the show. Thanks for uh, coming on today.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, No better way to spend my Saturday
0: in quarantine. (laughs) I know, I know. We're uh, all going through this together. Um, So I kind of wanted to ask you first off, uh, how you got started with John boy media and how it kind of has grown to what it is at this point. Um, You know, you have almost half a million, or sorry. Yeah. Half a million uh, YouTube subscribers. Um, How did you start off and how has it grown to this point?
1: Yeah. uh, It started off as just a hobby. Like uh, I started, it was just talking Yanks. So um, it was, April of 2017 and I just started tweeting about Yankee games and tweeting about the Yankees and trying to see what Avenue I could go from there. So I started like, you know, I had a, I made a website. I started writing uh, like recap blogs. I did, I held a camera up to my face and did a recap selfie video uh, (laughs) after every single game, which a lot of people do now. But back in 2017, I think I was the only person doing that after every single Yankee game um the next season uh people started doing it as well uh and then so it just kind of grew like people started following I was engaging as much as I could and I had no idea what or where it was going or like what it was so I think once I got a thousand followers on Twitter I decided that I was gonna do Q&A which just seems crazy now that I thought that that meant I could do a and a <laughs> on YouTube but I did it and I asked people if they wanted to hear questions and That's like the first episode of Talking Yanks. It's on YouTube. It's just me talking to a camera answering questions for like 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um and it was gonna be like once a week, something like that. It was really just like selfish reasons, just like I needed to scratch a creative itch that I wasn't getting from my job. So I put uh I put out like, you know, just creative stuff with Yankees. I I taught myself how to make live gifts. How to make I knew how to video edit how to and I was editing videos I was making little jokes I was live covering games I was watching games anyway so like so then I did the video series once a week and episode five of that I was in uh Colorado I was in Denver visiting my friend Jake and he's always been my go-to like if I do content I want him to do it with me mm-hmm. and and uh, we did an episode together. And then from there, I was like, hey, do this with me and let's make it like a real podcast. So then we rode the rest of 2017 out, um, just doing one one show a week. And then we did every playoff game. And it just kept growing into things that we didn't know it would become. And then slowly, it just like as our audience built and they accepted more things, it was like, what do they want? So we brought in some more writers. We started writing. We made a merch store and just put out some shirts and kept the podcast going. It was crazy. And then 2018, it was just talking Yanks. But I was full time. And like the company as John Boy Media. Well actually, we were we did incorporate as John Boy Corp. But because we knew that we wanted other avenues. So we didn't want to just call the entire company talking yanks. Um and 2018, it was just Yankees coverage. Like we 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 added a laughs from the past our, like, joke history podcast. Mm-hmm. And we did – went to two episodes a week on Talking Yanks, and that was what we did. And I made some videos here and there, and we got better with the merch store. We grew. It was, like, a, a good year. But mm-hmm. I walked away from it thinking, like, that's not how this is going to become what what we think or want. So, in 2019, last season, we we did a daily radio show. We did – Talking Yanks four times a week. We did laughs from the past still, um, and we just added a lot of more properties and did a lot more. And I we started then halfway through we started doing uh, MLB podcast called Talking Baseball, covering the entire league. Mm-hmm. And with the breakdowns going crazy on YouTube, and with the Savages in the Boxed moment, our merch store went crazy. Our podcast went cra- like everything that we had established all grew. Mm-hmm. And it was a big oh shit. Uh, I don't know if I can swear on here, but it was yeah, a big you're we you're have good. a company now. Okay. Um yeah, I was like, whoa, we have a company now. So everything changed uh kind of halfway through last year. And then it's been just ever growing since that.
0: Yeah. Um and then you also have uh have the breakdown videos, which I know have been been very successful. Um when did you kind of start doing those and how did those um, were those kind of like some of your more popular content because I know, um, that you really do make a lot of those videos now?
1: Yeah, in 2017, I made my first breakdown videos and they were about the Yankees brawling with the Tigers at the time. Yes, and yeah. I just was wanted to see what every player did. You know, I was like, what did Clinton do? What did Sonny Gray do? What did Gary Sanchez do? So I I just got the footage and I cropped it and I zoomed in and I was searching and I thought, oh, people would probably enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Cause like I enjoyed zooming in and searching around and actually <laughs> seeing what everyone did. Right. So those are the first ones I did. And I was in my office and I was like, I'm like talking quietly and I'm walking through, you know, like this. <laughs> and they were like way different than now. Uh, but those are the first ones. And then I, and then I did breakdowns. In 2017, 2018, um, for only Yankee stuff, because it was all we were doing. So, like, I saved it for special occasions, like uh, walk-offs, celebrations, brawls, and ejections. I think if those three happened in the Yankees game, I made a breakdown video. Mm -hmm. And I I thought of them as, like, extra. Like, I didn't want to do too many of them, because I thought people would get sick of them. Mm -hmm. And, And it started so facetiously the comma breakdown like it's a joke yeah uh, or said in jest because like one was like it's just like a picture of judge matt Holiday and ellsbury It's just a picture of them and i just said like let's break this down i just made fucking jokes about all that. yeah and then uh last <laughs> la- yeah last season uh ron culpa the umpire told the astros that he could do whatever he wants and you could see him mouth it and i saw that and i was like wow this, people should see this. Right. So I made that breakdown, and I went to sleep, and I woke up had like a million views, and uh, had like people, you know, that I people people higher up that were like, "Hey, do more of these." So then I was, like, "I'll do one a day," and then one a day turned into three a day, and they just went crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they're fun to make. Right now, I I'm trying to do like old older videos mm-hmm. because there's no new games and nothing going on. To be honest, they're not that fun to make, but I got to do them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was going to ask, um, how difficult is it to find, um, like those angles. And I've always kind of wondered how you're able to really, uh, zoom in on those players. Is it really just zooming in or is there a website you go to where you can access more of the, uh, the cameras from. No,
1: I just, no, I wish that would be amazing. No, I just use both broadcasts. So, you know, there's always, two broadcasts that show two different things and have their own camera angles and the average person only watches the broadcast that they watch you know like when i watch yankee games before i was doing this i just watched yes network yep I'm not gonna go watch yes and nessen to get see what they're showing right um but that's kind of what i do now and like even when i live tweet games i'll have the opposing broadcast up uh, in case they show something that yankee fans miss and i'll share that with them on twitter i think that's cool there's more footage of the same thing you're watching and everyone wants different angles and, and different stories of the same game. Right. Uh, yeah. So I don't, I wish there was a website that had all the cameras, but it's just, I just grabbed those.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like um, most people, when they, they tune into a broadcast, they're really just there to to listen to, you know, Dave O'Brien or Michael K. It's either one or the other. It's not, um, you know, the different kind of formatting of the game that you're getting. Um, but I actually wanted to ask about Michael Yeah. K. Um, How did you guys – I know you guys are really close. Um, You guys have done some content together. How um, did your relationship get started?
1: Uh, Michael DM'd me in the middle of the 2018 season. I think 2018 season, Mm -hmm. and just said that um, he was a fan of what I was doing and to keep it up, basically. Just like a really – I wish I, I could probably find it. Uh, yeah. Just a really nice DM out, out of nowhere. That's awesome. Uh, that I didn't expect to be receiving. I was going to, uh, he said, here it is. He, he said, uh, for what it's worth coming from me, your feed is interesting, funny, never nasty and resonates that it comes from your heart and shows how you love the game and understand it as well. Have a good rest of your weekend out of the blue. Wow. Like, wow. Uh,
0: yeah. I was going to ask crazy.
1: and then the whole yes crew has been nothing but nice. Yeah,
0: really? I was going to ask you kind of like, what was that first moment when like, um, like a celebrity or, um, you know, one of the a, a bigger player in the game kind of reached out to you. Um, and that was kind of like a moment where you kind of realized like, Oh, I'm getting some traction here. Was that kind of it for you or have there been other moments?
1: Uh, Oh, I, yeah, so were, the first moment was when uh, C.C. Sabathia and, our, and Bruko referenced one of my videos on their podcast. And this was back in 2017. And again, like I didn't have a lot of followers, mm-hmm. I don't think. Um, but I just, again, it was just a joke breakdown about a picture of the Yankees doing thumbs down. And I just went down the line, kind of making fun of them and poking fun and making jokes. Yep. And C.C. quoted it on R2C2. And that was the first time I was like, oh, oh, crap. Like, athletes use the same internet that we do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that just didn't connect for me. Because you just think, like, they don't check Twitter and Instagram. They're checking their version of it. And I was like, wow, right. oh, okay. So people watch this stuff. It can go places. And then at the end of the 2017 season, Greg Bird DM'd me. And, and just, like, responded to a bunch of tweets and jokes that I had done over the playoff run. Um, and I, I guess he didn't want to respond to during the playoffs, but he was like, Hey, we've been checking, love this stuff. And then he invited us to go hang out with him as he took batting practice and shit. So that was the first time I was like, Oh, okay. Like that's, there's people that are on the other side of the wall that are like enjoying this. So maybe mm-hmm. we're doing something right. Yeah. And then I think, uh, I think that's probably, and then K.
0: Yep. Yeah, no awesome stuff. And, uh, I also wanted to ask you about um, this past November, you got invited out to the Easton headquarters to do um, kind of like a behind-the-scenes tour, film some videos. Um, so you're out there with, like, Dallas Braden, Jared Carabas, um, Ramon Lariano. How was that experience? Um, just kind of take me through that day.
1: I have Ramon Lariano's batting glove somewhere around here.
0: Really? Oh, my um,
1: uh, It's over there. I can't get it. But, uh, yeah, he gave me that. That was cool, man. East, Easton kind of – um, gets it in a sense, like that there is this free media out there and this new media and this fan focused media that's doing good things for baseball, and they wanted to be like you know on the first wave of that, so they brought brought all these creators out. Fuzzy was there, Shelfie was there, Coogs was there, um, uh, Coach Ballgame, a lot of a lot of good guys doing mm-hmm. fun stuff. So they just put us through like a they gave us a tour of the facilities, the batting cages. Created some games. It was fun. It was a lot of fun, um, and it's cool to be there. Um, Chris Rose hosted. That was cool. What was the was there a, was there a specific question or just it was cool? No, was I just kind of
0: wanted to to know how that like came to be, and uh, you know they how- just yeah
1: they reached out and invited us. So I, I they they just had the idea. Uh, kudos to them and Easton for for seeing that there is this community that has an audience. So I think on their end they said should we buy a commercial space and run a commercial for the next two months on these channels or one we just have one day we have all these creators come and they share everything with all of their spider web audiences um and i think it went well for them i think they're going to do it again so that was cool
0: yeah it's cool to see
1: companies try to be innovative
0: right no i agree with you there um when i saw that um all, all you guys were doing that i was like that is something really cool um and again, kind of going back to the broadcasts, um, you know, with each person making a different video, you can see kind of different parts of the day. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. Really, uh, really cool idea. Um, so now I want to ask you about the, uh, the Astros video in November. Uh, yeah. How I, I've always been wondering, um, were, cause the, the story kind of came out to the media. Um, and then I feel like you were the first one who kind of put it on the map. Like, people I didn't really know specifically what was going on. And then when I watched your video, I was like, wow, like this is way worse than I thought. Um, so how did you even like go back and find the footage and how did you, um, you know, really just start, um, starting, uh, the video and show everybody what was going on.
1: So the article came out that day, like from Rosenthal and Drellich on the athletic, mm-hmm. I saw the headline. And I was like, Whoa, okay, cool. Is what people have thought for a while, yep, or been rumored, and then I read the article, and like as you're reading it, you hear Fires explain exactly what they're doing, and then Farquhar has this quote where it says, "I even stepped off," you know, because I heard the heard it. Mm-hmm. So from from there, you can there's enough context to go find that because Farquhar pitches in Houston in 2017. How many times? It was two. So okay. then there's yeah. there's two performances to go through, and then you just find when he steps off. It was like, you know, I wasn't the first one or the only one to go look up that footage. I I just then edited it with the report um, and the video and then my voiceover and to put the bang word on the screen when it happens Then you have two senses working together um, and it's easier. So all I try to do with all the breakdowns is like, A, if it's most of them are jokes, this one wasn't really a joke. It was just like, look how easy this was. Right. <laughs> And try to make it uh, as digestible as possible. And, yeah, it blew, it blew up. Like, you know, because the athletics find a paywall and those guys are real journalists mm-hmm. and they have some kind of rules that they have to follow where I can find that footage and read that article and be like, these are my thoughts on it. Check out this. Right. So that went crazy. Yeah. I think I made it within like 40 minutes, two hours of the time I read the article. I think it was, I think it was two hours after they posted the article half hour after I read the article. I, I
0: made that. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, Cause I, I know that uh that video is, it's referenced a lot Um, when it comes back to that scandal. Have you had um any players reach out to you and like, you don't have to give any names uh, specifically, but um kind of reach out to you and like, thank you for doing that or any like, players i'm sure you've had people astros fans reach out. yeah like, what the hell are you doing um but anybody in the game
1: oh yeah there's uh, yeah tons i mean um you know rosenthal wrote it said mm-hmm. thank you because they put themselves on the line writing that and yep. by video kind of just like confirmed it and then when we found more footage of you know the actual table where and the monitors they had set up that just confirmed it so i think rosenthal was happy to get some confirmation of sorts on it yep. but players yeah I, I had some guys reach out that knew that this was going on you know and they they wanted to scream it but you come off as a sore loser or a conspiracy theorist or a nut job and you know that's why it's great that's why it takes so long because this was known within the walls but no one wanted to go public and right that's why fire's actually doing it um led to this mlb knew this was happening and so, I, yeah, I've had some players, and that shocked me. I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, dude, thank you. Like, we needed that out there. So, um, that was cool. That was, I didn't expect that, but.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I was talking with um, Steve Peralt um, from Section 10 a couple uh, weeks ago, and he was saying the same thing that um, it's, it's been known, and Manfred's known about it for the past uh, year or two, and it's amazing that he didn't want it uh to hit the media because of the, the negative connotation which is understandable but I mean as the commissioner of the game I think you gotta um do something about that. Um do you have uh any sources about what's going on with the Red Sox or um
1: I don't think I don't think it's anything. Yeah. I mean I think because they got a warning that there might be some stiffer penalties. Mm-hmm. Uh but I don't think what they were doing is anything close to what the Astros were doing. I think what they were doing is using the replay room to decode signs. I don't think they moved the replay room as close as they possibly could to the batter and then did a relay system in live time. Uh, so I'm not expecting anything. I kind of don't even care about it at all.
0: Yeah. Um, I I, I feel the same way. I think, uh, I don't know this whole off season as a Red Sox fan has been a nightmare, but, uh, well
1: maybe if the season doesn't happen that'll be great will just come back Mookie will just come back and you'll be good to go you got Verdugo and Jeter Downs now
0: yeah pretend like nothing happened um so um I also wanted to ask you you have a new studio in New York now um with a couple other guys working uh for the brand so uh what does the future hold for John Boy Media
1: Uh, well, hopefully we can get back to that studio in that office because we had to pack up and leave two weeks after like being in there and actually having it. So that's crazy. We, uh, we, we're, we're happy with where we're at now. Um, you know, just kind of Jake and I finally in the same room and hopefully we can get back to that as well. And putting out as much content as we can uh, It'd be nice to get games back. So we can do pregame shows and series recaps and all that. And we are excited because we're two blocks from Yankee stadium. So we could pull players that are playing against the Yankees or, or, or Yankees players, uh, reporters from both sides. Like, Hey, you want to come sit down with us real quick? Yeah. Uh, we we're really excited about that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, the whole thing has been uh, let's test something out. Does our audience like it? Do we like doing it? okay, let's do it more or, okay, let's find something else. That's kind of been how uh, we do it. So um, it's kind of just more of the same, more podcasts, more videos, more content, more whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: I, uh, I also wanted to ask you about um, Aaron judge. I used to um, go up to the uh, to Cape Cod every summer and uh, attend the Cape Cod league baseball uh, camps. And he was one of my coaches um back in 2012 or 13 when he uh played on the cape league so i just wanted to ask you um i know you're a huge yankees fan so just you know how you've seen him grown as a player and just who he's like as a person
1: uh i actually judge said hi to me once that was cool he recognized (laughs) my voice and said hi uh i mean he's 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 guarded, right? So I mean you probably know him better than I do because you just seen him face to face, had combos with him. But everyone everyone that I know says that he he is who he is. He's very guarded. He is the leader. He is like the first to say hi, the first to welcome people. I've mm-hmm. also heard he's a big shit talker. So he <laughs> loves he loves talking shit to other teams, to his own teammates, to the guys in the clubhouse. Just like, you know, having fun. Yep. Um, busting balls. Uh it's been cool. Hopefully he can stay healthy, but it has been cool to see him uh kind of take over as like the face of the team right now and Kleber's coming for it but <laughs> but uh I mean everything about there's no nothing bad about him yet I mean he's kind of does everything right and has fun and is a five tool player a lot of people don't know that a lot of people think he's just a big yeah. slugger he's like fantastic on defense and can also run the bases like crazy.
0: Yeah. so I think if, if it wasn't for Mookie Betts, he might have a, a couple gold gloves there too. Um, so uh, I want to move in kind of, I have a couple uh, rapid fire questions I want to ask you here. All right. Um, so who's, who's the favorite, favorite like interview you've done with the player so far? What's one that really sticks out to you?
1: We, we interviewed Ryan Yarbrough and Austin Meadows from the Rays. Mm-hmm. And it was just it was just really fun. Uh, we just were sitting sitting down being chummy. It felt like conversations. They kind of knew what we were about and had like been in tune with some things and they came and sat at a table with us after spring training. so that one felt fun. uh we also Jack Flaherty came on talking baseball for the second time, and the same thing, like we didn't even prep a single question. it was like let's just let's just, just roll, roll shit for an hour yeah and uh, I think it. It comes through like I think people really enjoyed it, and it you get to see the player like not in a question and answer setting but then just uh talking and cutting it up yeah so i I, w- I would say those two.
0: awesome, yeah i, I agree with you, I think uh, you know the media is so black and white, and a lot of the a lot of the guys don't really uh you know care about to show their personality and uh so I think what what you what you do with your content it's awesome to really express that um so best ballpark to watch a game at besides Yankee Stadium?
1: I like Camden Yards a lot. I like the aesthetic of it. I like the big brick building in the background. I like how cozy it is. I haven't been there in a while. Um, I haven't been to a lot of different ballparks in a while besides the Coliseum because I lived over there. Mm -hmm. I also went to um, Phillies. I went to a Phillies game two summers ago, and I liked that a lot. It felt really small but kind of new. Mm -hmm. Camden Yards will be my answer, but I I haven't been to a lot. So, uh, if, you know, if you have a great stadium out there that I have, that I don't hold it against me, like I haven't been to Safeco. I haven't been to uh, Pittsburgh and that looks awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been to Wrigley and I've been to Fenway and and those are obviously like you walk in and it feels like a, I mean, it feels like a time travel, (laughs) but, uh, I really like Camden Yards. It's nice, it's nice and small.
0: Yeah, I got to agree with you there. It's been uh, been a while since I've been there, but it's a great spot. Um, is there a player who um, you've really, uh, like, became friends with, stay close with, like, talked to on a regular basis? Um, uh,
1: Trevor Plouffe. Trevor Plouffe. Yeah, Trevor Plouffe is part of John Boy Media now. Okay. Uh, so, so he's on Talking Baseball with us. He's been doing all the interviews with us. He went on the spring training trip with us. Uh, he's not. He's out of baseball now. Uh, for a year or two, but I mean, yeah, it's like regular Facetimes with Trevor Plouffe. He's mm-hmm. awesome, so we're yeah. excited. We're excited to have him be part of the team and create content with us. And you know, it's good to have someone that played the game, so to let you know when you sound like an idiot.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree. He's a he's a great guy. Um, what's like the your favorite video that you made? Not necessarily like most popular at all, but like what's one that you go back to and like you. As you were going through the footage, you were like, holy shit. Like, there's a lot more going on here than I remember. I don't rewatch
1: a lot of them because um, I've made 400 breakdowns at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a ton. And then also, like, you know, 14 podcasts a day. right? And, and uh, it's really – it's funny because Jake and I will record podcasts and you don't, I don't remember what I say on them because you're you're outputting like you're yep. you're not inputting you're not listening to yourself you're just talking uh so it, it's hard the, the savages in the box one with boone i think holds up every time i watch it it's it's not my doing at all it's boone it's like his that ranty gave is just yeah. spectacular
0: um yeah no I, I, that that moment was uh hilarious Gardner's. uh he's a character not gonna lie Yeah. Um, so I kind of already asked you this, um, but I kind of want to wrap up the interview with this um, kind of the, the one moment where you felt like uh, you made it, you really felt like you could pursue this further. Um, and if you have any regrets so far about um, any decisions you've made about the company.
1: Oh, no regrets uh, for sure. Um, trying to rack my breath in my head. If we have a regret, but I don't think so. Um I'm pretty stubborn in the way we built this in, in certain aspects and pretty open in other ways and uh I'm happy with where we are. So I guess I guess no re- no regrets so far. Um I'm also one of those big guys that just spins zones everything like well that got us here if we didn't do that so like why well, regret it, you know? Right. was no, I I'd regret like my entire early 20s but hey it got <laughs> me here. So <laughs> I mean, it seems uh, to have worked. Yeah. Um moments so really um like it it was a different it was a different moment like okay we're getting noticed for what we're doing um like cashman picked me out of the crowd at winter meetings two winters ago and just said like hey i'm glad to see you here keep up the good work and i was like what the hell like how does he know who i am so that that's like all right hey we're this is taking us places but our bank account was still nothing. Um, and the company wasn't like, you know, we were just surviving. So I think the, the moment when last summer, when everything clicked and it became profitable and things were working, I, there was like a big, oh my God, uh, we just created a business out of nothing moment. And, and that was really cool and, and
0: special. And I definitely had some like sit back and kind of like take it in. Holy shit. Definitely. I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine just, uh, growing that fast and having that big of a falling. It's insane. Yeah. But, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Really enjoyed talking with you. Thanks for having me. Um, hope, hope, uh, hope you're staying safe, uh, staying healthy and, uh, hopefully we can talk soon. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. No problem. Have a good one. You too. From the sweet life of Zach and Cody and the sweet life. on. Drake Bell here. It's your girl Camille Kostek. my Gavin in the house. Shrooma nice again. Lay okay. Howard from the Los Angeles Lakers.
1: This is CeeLo Green. Follow at Wild Chat Sports. Wild Chat Sports. Wild Chat Sports. Wild Chat Sports.
0: If you- Wild Chat
1: Sports. Wild Chat Sports.
0: Peace, Wild Chat Sports, man, check it out, love.